Blog Talk Radio. Good morning, folks, and welcome to the Beachside CEO. It is a beautiful Monday morning in Florida, but we need to be keeping everybody on the East Coast alive in our prayers. I know I just received a message from the founders of Rostelli Direct. They are located up there in New Jersey, and they have bugged out. They've got their people safe. Uh, stating there will be delays and stuff. Everybody's watching this. Uh, my son and daughter-in-law and their family were uh, live at Cape May, which is at the southern tip of New Jersey. That's where the Air Force Base is. They have bugged out. They were with us for a whole week, and now they're up in Ohio uh, where they await to see the, what the commander says, if there is a base to go back to after this is all over, uh, what they will do. So let's just keep all of the millions of, of people in our prayers, all of our networking friends, all of our home-based business friends, let's just keep everybody in our prayers there. We are in Simon Sinek's book, Start With Why, How Great Leaders Inspire Everyone to Take Action. You know, this is uh, all started when I watched his video over on TED Talks and now has just become uh, something that I am pushing people to go buy and to go read because it's so important. Today in Chapter 10, communication is not about speaking. It's about listening. You know, sometimes we all look at that, just that one phrase. And if you're in sales, that's the hardest thing to do because all you want to do is talk, 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 talk. And the reality is it's not about the talking. It is about the listening. See, that's the key. And if we're not listening, then we're not going to make it. And if we're speaking the wrong thing and we're not hearing what our customers or our clients or our prospects are saying, that's even worse, you know, right there. Martin Luther King, this is how Simon starts the chapter, says Martin Luther King was a man who had become a symbol of the entire civil rights movement, chose to deliver his famous I Have a Dream speech in front of another symbol, the Lincoln Memorial. Like Lincoln, or like King, Lincoln stands, or in this case sets, as a symbol of American value for freedom for all. Great societies understand the importance of symbols as a way to reinforce their values or of capturing their beliefs. Now, we've talked in the past about great leaders aren't necessarily positive leaders. And Simon reiterates this by saying dictators understand the power or the importance of symbols all too well. But in their case, the symbols are usually of them and not of larger beliefs. See, folks, symbols help us tangibly explain the intangible. And the only reason symbols have meaning is because they infuse a meaning. Let's take Jesus Christ on the cross. That's a form. That's a sign of Christianity. People wear crosses all the time. You go into some churches and there's Jesus on the cross, but yet the story goes on to say he rose again, so he's not on the cross. But yet that's a symbol of sacrifice of what he's done, and that means a lot in the Christian community. See, the only reason, here we go again, the only reason symbols have a meaning is because they are infused, we infuse them with meaning. That meaning lives in our mind, not in the item itself, but only the purpose. See, the purpose, the cause, the belief, that's clear, and the symbol commands great power. I think this is one reason that people will tell you, don't bow down to idols. I think it's why it's a, that's a cornerstone in Christianity. It's a cornerstone in Judaism. Don't bow down to idols. 
it is so easy for us to put so much significance in a symbol. Let's take the American flag as an example. I serve this great country, and the American flag is a symbol of that. It's a symbol of freedom. It's a symbol of the values that we stand for, the symbol of the beliefs we have, the symbol of freedom. Simon says, the flag, for example, is nothing more than a symbol of our nation's values and beliefs. And we follow the flag into battle. Now that's some serious power. Matter of fact, I bet some of you have probably never realized it. I believe it's on the Army. I don't know that, it, that Marines do it. They might when we're over with NATO. But if you notice, the flag, which is built or, or, or sewn onto the arms of the, of the soldiers, is actually sewn on backwards. And the reason it is is because we're following it into battle. If we sewed it on the other way, it would look like we're retreating. Very small, symbolic symbol, but very important. See, this is what you have to understand when you're building your brand, when you're building yourself, when you're out there building a company. It's not about your products, your services, your comp plan. If it was, I really wish more CEOs could could listen to this because a lot of network marketing CEOs that are my greatest, greatest buddies, they focus on the comp plan. They focus on their products. They don't focus on their culture. They don't focus on their why. And in doing that, they go after great leaders. And then when the leaders leave, they say, what? well, what happened? It's because that trust that was needed wasn't built because the why wasn't strong enough. That's what happens. See, our flag is infused with so much meaning that even some have tried. Now, this is where some of my conservative friends might get their hair up in a tizzy. But there's been laws trying to pass that it can't be desecrated. And, and there was a time when, before I started studying true critical thinking and rights and and all that, that I, I would have probably said, yes, let's get laws like that. We don't need laws like that. It's not the cloth. You can burn the flag. You can't lose the values of the principles. We don't need laws like that. But yet people try to pass those laws because they they try to put the meaning into the fabric, and we don't need to do that. See, our desire for freedom, our expression, doesn't need to be protected by another law. We just need to stand up for our rights. Somebody that understood, and he's one of my heroes, he understood symbols as Ronald Reagan, the great communicator. See, he knew all too well what symbols would stand for. Part of that was probably because he was from Hollywood. But in 1992, he was the first, or 1982, he was the first president to invite a hero to sit in the balcony of the House chamber during the State of the Union address. A tradition he started that every other president since, Democrats included, have done. It's interesting. A man that excluded or exuded optimism, Reagan knew the value of symbolizing the values in America. There's no reason to just talk about them. Put the eyes on them. His guest who sat up there that day with the First Lady was Lenny uh, Skutnik. 
The government employees, employee who had dove into the Potomac River just days before to rescue a woman who had fallen from a helicopter that was attempting to rescue her from a downed Air Florida plane. I believe Ronald Reagan's point was that words are hollow, but deeds and values are deep. Right after he told Lenny, he said, Don't let anyone tell you that America's best days are behind her, that the American spirit had vanished. We've seen in triumph too often in our lives to stop believing it now. I believe we saw that again just a few years ago when the plane crashed in the Potomac River and Captain Scully safely helped get everybody off the plane. See, a symbol cannot have deep meaning until we know why it exists. We have to know what the company stands for. What's their why? That's why Apple, Starbucks, American Airlines, Harley-Davidson are so big. They have whys. That's why so many network marketing companies, companies like like A.L. Williams, Primerica is an example, stand for something today. I've seen companies come and go who wanted to be like A.L. Williams, but they didn't start. They weren't there for the right reasons. His why was burnt so deeply into his heart, and it's carried on now that John Addison's up there running things, Deep into the hearts of Bobby Buisson, Randy Crossland, Virginia Carter, Ronnie Barnes, many others. They understood. It wasn't about life insurance. It wasn't about mutual funds or annuities. It wasn't about smart loans or safe loans. It was about giving back hope and opportunity to a dying middle class. I've seen people with Primerica come and go. Troy, I can buy cheaper term life insurance. I can buy better mutual funds. And I just shake my head and say, you don't get it. Is the company you jump to around? No. It's gone. Really. And Primerica is still there today. Bigger than ever. So you got to know your why. Why? I mean, that's something to think about right now. Why would people brand the Harley-Davidson? Think about that. Why would they put that brand on their arm? We're going to talk about that in a minute. See, too many times CEOs think that logos stand for service or quality or intervention. Now, i got to admit, that can help enforce the logo. That's not what it's about. Very few logos ever become iconic symbols. But those that do are penetrated into our minds. And to get that way, it takes clarity, it takes discipline, it takes consistency. You've got to inspire people with your logo. How are you going to do that? It's interesting. See, the people that will walk around with a Harley-Davidson tattoo... They're different. They're little nuts. But it stands for something to them. See, after years and years and years, ups and downs at Harley-Davidson, they have a clear meaning about what they believe. 
It's taken years of discipline, guiding principles, but now it's identified with a belief. See, most people who tattoo Harley symbols on their bodies have no idea if Harley stock's going up or down. They have no idea if there was a management shakeup before. All they know is that it's an entire set of values. Randy Fuller, who's a former Marine like me, owns a Harley-Davidson dealership in California, and he says this, it symbolizes who I am. He says, mostly it says, I am American. See, Harley-Davidson has such clarity and discipline and consistency that people will wear that. I've got a great friend of mine, Jim Gilhouse, who is the president of the Alabama chapter of the Infidels, a a military-focused bikers club. And one of the things that you have to do to be able to be part of their organization is you gotta you got to ride American Iron. And most of that time, that's Harley-Davidson or it's a custom-made chopper, something like that. You know why the Marine Corps is tattooed on my chest? It's because of the values and the beliefs and what it means to be part of that organization. You can look at Iraq and see a stain on the end of a finger, which means freedom, because they were able to vote. It was a new beginning. Companies, people, that are clear on their why, that know where they're going, that have been concise, they grow to something gigantic inside and outside of the home-based business arena. You have to know your why. See, everything that comes out of the base of the megaphone, we talked about this yesterday, serves as a way for the organization to articulate what it believes. What a company says and does, and the means by which the company speaks, it all has to be clear. Most companies don't do this. They do not focus on this. They focus on their products, their services, because they believe that's what brings in the money, and it does. But just because the products drive sales, they will not create loyalty alone. If you want loyalty, you have to be clear, totally clear, on your values, on your why, on your message. Apple's clarity and discipline and consistency is what's built their megaphone into a giant, clear, and loud voice. It's what presents loyalty. It commands loyalty. The question is, is your megaphone commanding loyalty today? I've been talking about Apple computers for years before I ever owned one. just bought one this year. Matter of fact, I'll tell you this. Apple's clarity is so deep that even whenever they do promotions, whenever they team up with other people, they team up with other people to have like-minded focuses. In 2003 and 2004, one of their promotions with iTunes was with Pepsi, which has been branded the choice of the next generation. Pretty slick. See, when you know this stuff, it's amazing what happened. See, Apple is so disciplined in how they do things and so consistent in what they do that whether you love or hate them, you fully understand their why. You know why they're there and what they're doing. That is the coolest thing to me. 
So what do we do? How do we get there? I'm going to put up on, on the Beachside CEO blog today about that. you got to use the salary test. This is something that Simon has perfected, something that he is so good at. See, in order to improve how and what we do, we consistently look at what others are doing. We attend conferences, read books, talk to friends and colleagues. We get their input, their advice. Sometimes we are also the dispensers of advice. We're in pursuit of understanding the best practices of others to help guide us, but it's a flawed assumption that what works in one organization will work in another. This is what cracks me up when people start saying, well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to copy their comp plan. It's not the comp plan. It's not the products. It's the people. See, it's amazing because you can have a company with an amazing culture. The employees can say that we love it. All the conference rooms can be full. Matter of fact, in, in one, one company, they actually put ping pong tables in the conference rooms because people like to play ping pong in their company. Now, you could go and put ping, pongs in, ping pong tables in all your rooms and people look at you like you're nuts. It's because... It's not just the water, the how you do things that matter. What matters more than the how and the what or or what and how you do things is consistent with your why. See, it's got to be consistent. Only then will your practices indeed be best. There's nothing inherently wrong with looking to others to learn what they do. The challenge is knowing that practices are advice to follow. See, just because it works for them, it won't work for you. Think about it this way. Imagine that you went into a di- or, or into a dinner party. Someone comes up to you and, and they say to you, man, you need to start using M&Ms in your business. You're leaving money on the table. We f- man, it just works great for us. Or somebody, comes out, somebody else comes in and says, you know what you need? Rice milk. The data shows that all the people are buying rice milk these days. You should be selling rice milk. Okay, well, let's get rice milk in here. You're standing by the punch bowl, and another person says, comes up and says, man, Oreo cookies. We have made millions implementing Oreo cookies in our organizations. you got to do it. Hmm, okay. Someone else comes up and says, celery. You've got to get in the celery. A little weird, but okay. So what do you do? You take all this advice. They're highly accomplished people. They're success. I mean, what what is it we hear all the time? Don't reinvent the wheel. Follow somebody else who's had great success. So this all makes sense, right? You go to the supermarket and you buy celery and rice milk and Oreos and M&Ms. You spend a lot of time at the supermarket walking the aisles. You spend a lot of money because you buy everything. But you may or may not get any value from some or all of the products. There's just no guarantee. Worse yet, your budget constraints, you had to whittle down your choices again. So what do you choose? It's crazy. But listen, one thing's for sure. When you're standing in line, you have all these items in your hand, nobody can tell what you believe. What you do, who you're supposed to serve, they just don't know because you've bought everything. But, now here's the key here. What if you knew your why? You knew your why so deeply it's ingrained in your heart before you ever walk into the superstore, supermarket. What if your why is the only thing, the only thing that your it has to do with health? Anything that, that's healthy, you're in. You always want to do things good for your body. 
You get all the same advice from all the people. The only difference is the next time you're in a supermarket, you only buy rice, milk, and celery. Those are the only products that make sense to your culture. It's the only thing that, that, that goes with your what and your, and your why and your how. It's the only thing in the golden circle. It's interesting. Because when you filter your decisions through your why, you spend less time in the supermarket, less time on money. Now you've got the advantage. Not only that, but when you walk to the counter, everyone knows what you believe. With only celery and rice milk, it's obvious that you believe in health. You believe in making a difference. You want your body strong. Think about this. I've, I've talked to my clients about this. I had a client. I don't think we've renewed their contract. It was up in August. It's very interesting. Because I went to visit them. They're a health and wellness company. And the owner and his office manager are out smoking cigarettes like crazy. I thought, wow. They came back in and sat down. I said, dude, that doesn't work. He says, what? And I said, smoking. You're running a health and wellness company. He goes, man, I can, you can't be the moral police. I said, I'm not. I'm your public image person. And your public image doesn't fit your message. It's like President Obama, who smokes in private. You know, there's some things that just don't fit your why. See, simply ensuring that what you do proves what you believe makes it easy for those who believe what you believe to find you. You have successfully communicated your why based on what you do. And Simon calls it the celery test. See, it's an idealistic concept. Well, let me read it like Simon writes it. He says, this is an idealistic concept in the real world that the level of discipline is not always possible. He goes, I understand that sometimes we have to take short, make short-term decisions to pay the bills or to get short-term advantages. That's fine. But just don't make it a lifelong habit. Prime example, we all like a piece of chocolate cake every now and then, but we know that if we eat the whole, fat thing, the whole thing, we're going to get fat. You can't do that. See, starting with why not only helps what you, you already know, which is the advice that you, all, you need to follow, but also to know which decisions that can pull you out of balance. See, it's just important to know what not to do as it is to know what to do. And so many times people don't get that. Your why is the balance. It's the, penny, it's the, 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 the pendulum or whatever they call that there, the scale, excuse me, the scale, so that you can actually balance correctly. I, I love this. See, when you've got the scale right, the rest just comes into play. With why clearly stated in an organization, anyone within the organization can make a decision as clearly and as accurately as the founder. I want to say this again. When the why is clearly stated in an organization, anyone within the organization can make a decision as clearly and as accurately as the founder. See, a why provides a clear filter to decision-making every single time. It just does. That's what people don't understand. See, the more salary that you use, the more trust you earn. Like I said, over at the Beachside CEO today, I'm going to put up the salary test so you can see it. 
<laughs> it's just the way it is. Mark Rubin, another big stud. One of these guys that's got a lot of money. He spends a lot of time with his two daughters, Lucy and Sophia. One Saturday afternoon, his wife, Claudine, took Lucy to a friend's house. They're just going to have a little play date. Mark was left at home to look after his five-year-old daughter, Sophie. Now, feeling a little tired, Mark really wanted to just just have some time to relax, watch a little TV, chill out. So he decided to get a nanny called the TV to babysit his daughter. Mark had two brand new DVDs to choose from. He hadn't seen either one of them, heard nothing about either one of them, hadn't seen any press on them, hadn't talked to friends or small children. Mark didn't feel like watching the cartoons himself. The plan was to let Sophie enjoy the movie in one room while he was watching something in the other. One of the DVDs was from a company he'd never heard of, and the other one was from Disney. Which do you think he put in the player? Yep. It's kind of easy, isn't it? Disney. Disney operates with a clear sense of why. They exist to promote good, clean, family fun, and everything they do and they say for decades have proved that. They passed the salary test. It's pretty freaking cool. Southwest Airlines. Passes the salary test. Starbucks passes the salary test. Apple passes the salary test. What companies or people do you know that pass it? Billy Graham passes the salary test. Martin Luther King passed the salary test. Mother Teresa passed the salary test. Ronald Reagan passed the salary test. It's interesting to see how this works in organizations and in people. The question is, are you going to start applying it to your own life? So I believe that's the key. I remember a few years ago when VW brought out their new, beautiful car. It's beautiful. It was I mean, think about this. When you think of VW, you think of sandals, tie-dyed T-shirts, VW van, the VW bug, all symbols of the hippie era. So why in 2004 did they introduce a 70,000 luxury car? I'm sure they got advice that, hey, the hippies grew up, they got money. But it didn't work. See, Toyota and Honda knew this. They started new brands. You know, they didn't go out there and say, we're just going to... No, they got Lexus and Acura. Still Honda and Toyota. Both really meant the people's car had always done things right. Always kicked it up a notch, made it happen. They messed up that German ingenuity, but they've never done it since. They learned their lesson. See, what companies or people say and do matters a lot. It is the what level that causes the that, that the cause is brought to life. It's at this level the company speaks to the outside world, but if your message isn't clear because your why is fuzzy, you'll not succeed ever. you got to know your why. Folks, tomorrow, when why goes fuzzy, and sometimes that happens. We've seen that at Starbucks. We saw it at, at BW just now. It's going to be a great time tomorrow. I am off. The uh, My foot is feeling better for you that have been following us. I still have it in a cast. Another two weeks we go back to the doctor's. It'll be in a cast for eight weeks. But 
Something else has taken place. I guess when I hit the ground, I also smacked my teeth together, and I've cracked a tooth, so I'm going to the dentist now to have him look at my teeth. It has freaking been a crazy month, but you know what? God is good. Business is great. We know our why, and we're moving forward. Live life like it's an epic adventure. Stay dangerous. Stay strong. And if you're in network marketing, act like it. You've been listening to the Beachside CEO here around the world on the Home Business Radio Network, the voice in Positive Powered Radio.